Welcome, everyone. You're listening to A Night at the Roundtable, coming to you live from bbsradio.com, Station 2. My name is Randy Miller, and I'm your host for this evening. I'm here with my amazing co-host, psychic and soul historian Amina McGee, author and channeler Caroline Oceana Ryan, our faction three white knights, Rama Arjuna and Tara Green, and friends of the show, Mike Green. Tonight's show will be a roundtable discussion on current events, so please do join us for that, and please do call in if you have a comment or a question on any issue. We cannot or will not give medical advice. We are not doctors. The numbers to call for Station 2 are 888-449-5471 or 323-744-4841. Just so you can write those down again, 888-429-5471 or 323-744-4841. So to start us off today, we're going to have a short meditation. Uh, who's doing the meditation tonight, Caroline or Omina? I bow to Omina's omniscience. What? <laughs> you, you want me to do the meditation? That would be terrific. Okay. My throat's a little rough. <laughs> so Does anybody have a special request for meditation? I think, actually, Micah... Who inspired me to do a meditation on conditional unconditional love? We all probably could use a meditation on how to love ourselves unconditionally and how to love others unconditionally. Because you, if, if, if we have an audience listening, if we love unconditionally, it doesn't mean that we have to like the person. Because you might be saying in your own mind. I can't, I'm not going to love that person unconditionally because they blah, 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 blah. Well, guess what? Love has nothing to do with a personality. You're dealing with a personality. You don't have to like a personality. But you most certainly can love their souls, love their spirit, love their being. And you can love them unconditionally without trying to change them. And you can allow them to go on their journey. They don't have to rent space in your head or in your house. On that, I will do one, one on loving ourselves and others unconditionally, starting with ourselves, of course. So if all of you would just get ready. And I'm going to use the word God. You can use your own higher power. You can use whatever your deity is, whatever your Lord is. Mine is going to be God because that's what I grew up with and that's more simple of course. So loving yourself unconditionally and getting ready, we have a natural built-in urge to seek unconditional love from our friends and our families, our lovers, our husbands, our enemies. If you if you don't have music in the background, imagine it. Sit comfortably in a comfortable position and relax. And breathe in with the music. Just imagine your favorite piece of music. You can hear it in your head. And breathe in and out with that. And visualize yourself. 
in the middle of a large field of corn. And you look in every direction, you see nothing but corn for miles and miles. Acknowledge to yourself that you're completely alone. Feel the warmth of the sun penetrating your body as you relax into a sleepy state. Allow your mind to recognize the symbolic form that God takes as the sun that warms you. Become aware of a gentle breeze that caresses your body as you lay there in the sun. Listens to the sound of the breeze in the corn. Recognize that the breeze is the hand of God or your higher self or that deity that you pray to. It touches you. Lie and receive his or her touch. As you lay there in this warm sunny day, notice that the sun has begun to cast a bright shaft of light on you. As you bathe in this light, open your heart chakra to visualize your heart chakra. Allow yourself to feel all the love that God gives you. If you can't feel it, imagine it. What it would feel. Recognize that you are loved for all that you are. Know that there is no judgment, only acceptance. Allow yourself to see in the light. Look for someone who is sitting or standing next to you. This will be your interpretation of the God or Goddess or higher self. Take their hand and hear them tell you how much they love you. Feel their response. You may not believe them. Feel it if you don't. You want to believe and feel that too. You do believe, feel that. Let yourself cry with joy or even with sorrow. Depending on where you are at that moment, you can feel whatever it is that you feel and just allow it to flow. Know that you have come home to a place where you can be you. Embrace all that you feel and feel their healing hand flowing through your body. As it flows through your whole body, you can feel that beautiful caress. As the shaft of light fades, lie there and once again enjoy the warmth of the sun. You can feel it on your face, on your body, the breeze caressing your face. Caressing your hair. Allow yourself to keep sensing and feeling and the feeling of unconditional love. Your mind will accept your feelings. If they're not, whatever gets in your mind on a barge, then it's on its way so you can feel. Acknowledge that your God or your goddess, your higher self, or whatever deity you pray to, will always speak to you through the sun, the wind, and the natural surroundings of this earth. Make a promise to yourself to seek these places of comfort and allow yourself to feel a gentle hand every time the wind touches you. Know that when you hold 
another in your arms, you would be holding And that they in turn would not be holding you. Acknowledge the reserve of this and know that you will give to others in the same way. Allow yourself to contemplate this understanding. Close your heart chakra and return to normal waking consciousness. And to repeat this anytime, just close your eyes and go into and lie down for two seconds, ten seconds, ten minutes, twenty minutes. Whatever you're doing your busy day, go there for unconditional love. It has to come. Really beautiful. Thank you so much, Omina. You're welcome. Wonderful. Thank you, Omina. Well, this is the time we usually go around the round table and see what reports anyone has about what happened in the world, in their personal lives, in their spiritual lives. So who's going to go first? I will. Okay, thank you, Omina. You're welcome. I have a couple of things to say. I started off talking about today, and I do believe it was unconditional love now that I did the meditation, because all I can say is I was out and about today doing all kinds of things, and everybody was wide open to me. Either that, I was wide open to them, because everybody wanted to talk to me. And I thought that was wonderful just to spread positive energy. And then I was thinking about everything that's going on with our government. With the, I would stay with this country. And I got a very strong message that what is happening is waking everybody up. Not every single soul on the earth. Because it's an awful lot deciding to leave in droves, as we have seen in the last couple of days. Huge big accidents where people are leaving the earth in droves. And that's okay. That's their journey. But we are getting to where we're almost to a turn in the energy in the country. So everybody, please put that positive energy out there because it's needed. Things are coming down and things are waking up and things are going to become better. I pass the talks to you. Thank you, Amina. I'll give my report. Just before Ramantara does those, Caroline, did you learn anything new this week? (laughs) Thank you, Randy. Um, I am finding that things are the light coming in, the energies coming in are supporting manifestations. And I know other people have said this and they've said it for a while now, maybe months, uh, supporting manifestations and coming faster. And I have come to the conclusion, seeing my own life and other people's, that it isn't just a matter of all these energies are helping us create. They're shifting us to where we view our lives on a higher level so that we are working with energy differently. We are holding in our own heart space beautiful new possibilities and a level of allowing, uh, going into receiving mode more easily, a level of accepting where things are instead of fighting it and just concentrating on the good. And say, for instance, if you've only got $10, giving thanks for that, 
really being positive and, and just saying, wow, I'm just so financially abundant because the universe can work with that. If you or I sit and say, oh, my health is always bad or, oh, I never have enough money or, oh, I never have this or that. The universe has to, by law, reflect back to us what we just proclaimed is our truth. And I feel the light coming in is assisting us in moving to a higher level in these inner statements, in these quiet affirmations we make, which we think don't count, or they're just little asides, little comments we make in our own thought or feeling. And lo and behold, they are crafting our whole life. And so as I see myself starting to feel better about certain issues in my life, I'm thinking, you know, it isn't only that the light coming in is carrying more beautiful things to us. It's that people, I and, and millions of other people are shifting to where we've decided I'm going to actually be more conscious of my role as co-creator. I'm going to stop pretending like everything happens outside of me and comes at me. I'm going to realize everything's a reflection and I'm going to change what I'm putting into the mirror. And so that's just what I've been thinking about. And so I'll pass that talking stick back to you, Randy. Thank you. Thank you, Caroline. Micah, it's your turn. Have you learned anything new this week? Besides having your uh, lifelong buddy there, your friend Sonny with you? (laughs) Thank you very much, Randy. And thank you, Caroline. And thank you, Amina, for that wonderful meditation. Greetings to all of our listeners from around the planet and throughout the cosmos. Uh, I'd like to uh, briefly begin by uh, having a moment to, uh, of silence for our Dr. Zev Zelenko, who just passed today, June 30th, 2022. Uh, it is with great Aww. sadness that we announce the passing of Dr. Vladimir Zev Zelenko. Dr. Zelenko was a physician, scientist, and medical rights activist who touched the lives of millions. Over the past year and a half, Zev has been an outspoken critic of the mRNA vaccine, pointing out both its serious side effects and the possible alteration of the genetic code. He was particularly critical of the vaccine's use in children who are not yet old enough to give their own informed consent and who are at virtually no risk of severe disease from COVID-19. So uh, we thank Dr. Zelenko for all he has done to provide an honest assessment of the situation, and we extend our sincere condolences to his family. Um, in other news, uh, uh, Mr. Kesh on uh, the Knowledge Seekers Workshop public teachings last night, or actually this morning, he announced that they will be opening up the world's uh, most advanced health and wellness plasma center in Rome, Italy, and also uh, South America to follow suit and Central America to follow suit with plasma wellness centers. Uh, this is all happening, and the everything Mr. Cash has has said that they are going to deliver, he has delivered on point with maybe different, maybe it's not specific time, but 
the the June 6th time that he said that they were going to be launching the flight systems, it happened and they delivered it. So I encourage everyone to um, tune into uh, Keshe Foundation Public Teachings, in particular the past few weeks where he speaks about uh, the interactions with the people that have come. There's over 80 people now who have gone through the flight enhancement systems and there's testimonials from all of them and it's absolutely incredible. I, I still need to catch up. There's so much to, to learn. And it's the beginning of, of basically these, these individuals that have gone through the system already have become ambassadors of our planet. And the paradigm shift has 100% begun. And we are now officially passengers of the universe. And I pass the talking stick back to you, Randy. Thank you very much. Thank you, Micah. Well, I want to talk about one thing, or many things, actually. The first thing I want to talk about is what's happening in our country tomorrow. Tomorrow is Canada Day. And usually in Canada Day, people get together, they have picnics, they go to the lake, they do all sorts of things. But you can't do anything in Ottawa. Because in Ottawa, starting tomorrow, if you make an unusual noise, that's a $1,000 fine. If you shout at someone else, that's a $1,000 fine. If you're caught on the sidewalk doing things that are not good for the environment, that's a $1,000 fine. If you stop the flow of traffic anywhere, it's a $1,000 fine. If you own a big rig and you're caught idling for too long a period of time, that's a $1,000 fine. Folks, what's really happening is the members of Parliament of Canada and all the senators in the United States and all the government officials all around the world, they're scared. They're really scared of us, the people, because we've woken up. We've woken up to their lies. They're cheating, and it goes on and on and on. I heard a story today about a couple that's traveling across North America. Mainly, they're starting in the States, going from one coast to the other, and about the different prices of gas. Each state has a different price. And now they're in California, and they're going up some mountain range somewhere, and they stopped at this place. They were going to gas up, and then they noticed the price of gas was $9.95 a gallon. So they asked the people that owned the gas station, uh, the last gas station we stopped at 100 miles ago was only $6 a gallon. Sir, that's the price of gas. That's what it is in this town. I don't care what you say. I'm not changing the price. It costs a lot of money to get that big truck to drive up that mountain to deliver our gas to us. Person said, I've never met a more rude, greedy owner of the business. He had stopped at this business a year ago, and somehow it changed hands. And he said everything had changed. The attitude and everything had changed. He said, well, we're in the 
they're doing these RV tours. And he said, now the word's gone around to not stop at this place. They'll lose a lot of business. The other thing that's happening in the U.S. is because of such the high gas prices, people are that have bought new cars and have got their older cars that they didn't trade in that were cheap on gas, they've now doubled and tripled the asking price. A guy showed he wanted to buy a new car. He only had thirty to forty thousand dollars to spend. And he said, you know, well, that's you know, maybe he said, we just drive it to work back and forth. The man's a mechanic. So he started looking at the prices of cars and he said, For this car, he says they want three times the price it was when it was brand new because it gets good gas mileage. He said, This is insane. What are we going to do, folks? How are we going to stop the insanity of the governments raising the prices of everything in the world just because of one thing or another? When the fact is that there are millions and trillions of gallons of everything in reserve, we're not going to run out of anything. The biggest lie is is the oil comes out of the ground and it was dinosaur poo. And no, I'm sorry, that not at all. That was invented by Rockefeller so they could have a monopoly. The oil is part of the Earth's blood. It is a renewable resource. And the more we take out of the Earth, the more the Earth is going to retaliate. If you take a map of California in the 20s where they found all the oil, and you take a map of the earthquake zones, it's exactly the same thing. Because what they've done, they've taken enough oil out of there, they've affected the te tectonic plates. So Mother Earth, in her wisdom, is doing what she needs to do in order to keep this planet balanced. Mother Earth's been around a long time. Had a discussion today about CO2. Well, the fact that these people went down to the biosphere in Arizona, and they went down there, and it was an absolute total disaster. Why? Because there was no CO2 in the environment. Nothing grew. That's in the environment naturally. We need CO2. Climate change? The Earth knows what it's doing. Mount Etna gives off more CO2 than the last 100,000 years. Mother Earth is balancing everything. The most destructive animal on the planet is man. Because of our pollution that we do because of all sorts of different industries. The technology is here and it's coming to change all this. But first, we must change our methods of thinking. We're not going to be allowed into the galactic space if we have a war mentality. We're not going to be allowed in space if we have weapons. There are no weapons in space. The only weapon in space is love. That's it. But you have to realize that the so-called higher-ups do not have any compassion. They do not have any empathy for their fellow man, woman, animal, or anything. That's sad. But again, love them, because if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't know the other side of the coin. We live in a dualistic planet. 
good and evil, up and down, night and day, back and forth, all whatever. It doesn't matter in the end because it's all an experience for the soul. Energetically, the sun's going from a positive negative to a positive positive. We have to accommodate that. So they talk about the fifth dimension, the next world, everything else. It's quite simple. We're not going to lose our materialism, meaning we're not going to lose our material body and our material things called 3D. What we're going to do, though, is change our perception of all the other realms that are not visible, only because we haven't been trained to see it. With the proper training, we can see, feel, hear, use any of our five senses. These things are here. We don't see the sunshine, but we sure feel it. And these are the teachings of Mr. Kesh and multiple other people that we are living in a multidimensional universe, not just Earth, universe. And we're slowly being educated in our sleep, in our dream time, in our meditation time of what is going to go. I was on a Zoom call the other night with Mary Wadwell and a bunch of other people, and Mary said one thing. She said, you know something? Robert Dean, two weeks, three weeks before he passed over, I had a conversation with him. He said he'd been going to the ships every night. And he said he's seen the future, but he couldn't talk about it because it wasn't written. written. And what he did see, he said, it's beyond your 3D imagination of what we can become. Just use that imagination because that's what's going to keep you going. I had a good chat this morning with my friend Jack the Squirrel. He's out there cleaning all the bird seed off. So I thought, I'm going to see how close I can get to Jack today. I walk and stop, walk and stop, and walk and stop. And usually when I get three, four feet, he's gone. This time I'm about two feet from him. Are those seeds good, Jack? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he turns around and he backs away a little bit and he starts talking to me. The tail's going. He's eating the seeds. There's a little pause. I say, well, do you like the peanuts I left for you, Jack? His tail went up. He looked at me. He chatted a bunch more as much as say, where's the rest of them? Folks, we can communicate with animals all the time. We just have to be in calm. We have to show no fear. They will respond in the way they do. Animals respond to one or two word syllables. They don't understand long sentences. In time, if you have an animal for a pet for many years, yes, they will know certain things. But remember, let's talk about soul. Domestic cats are a group soul, but their personality is based upon the person they live with. So that's why when you rehome a cat that's been with a person five or six or seven years and you give it to another person, they won't get along. They're used to the other people. They're used to the other energy. Wild cats run lions, tigers, the cat family. They're pure instinct. They run on that pure instinct 24-7. They have, they have a group soul as well. 
And when you take a look at the beautiful things that animals do when they are together in herds or things or different things, look at the majesticness of nature and look at the majesticness of birds and how smart birds are. People think animals are dumb. Well, I'll tell you what. I suggest that you go down into the middle of Africa, into the desert, and see how long you can survive with your, without your cell phone. You must run on instincts because part of the process that we have to go through is we have to learn to realize that all the things that that cell phone can do, your brain can do, just that you relied upon it. I've seen a very sad thing today when I went for my treatment. I've seen a family come in to get treatment. The three kids sat there. In one second, they were all onto their phones. The girl was trying to talk to her brother, and he was in another zone. The grandmother came in and straightened them out and said, put those things away. This isn't a place for them. That lasted 40 seconds, and they're back on again. So, folks, understand one thing. We're all here for a mission. That mission is very simple. Learn about unconditional love. You cannot love another unless you love yourself first. And once you discover that love, you get in contact with your real soul. When in contact with your real soul, your life's mission, that's when it begins. Doesn't matter if you're 10, 20, 40, 60, or 80. When you make that discovery, you'll discover that, my God, what a beautiful existence and experience I'm having. And I want to enjoy more. Because you see, the souls are mortal. So humankind is now going through that transformation to become immortal like the soul, but keep the physicality. It's a transformation process. We're all going through it. So are all the animals. So is the planet. So I'm going to stop jibber-jabbering here, and I'm going to pass the talking stick over to Rama and Tara. Thank you. Greetings. Greetings. Everyone, thank you, Randy. Thank you, Randy. Thank you, Caroline. Thank you, Omina. Yes. And thank you, everyone. I can say personally that magic is afoot and goddess is alive. (laughs) And it's, uh, you're shaking your head, Randy. Is Mother telling you anything in your your ear? I can just say that the like what Randy's talking about is that as we call all the kingdoms in all the queendoms from the tiniest pixies to Archangel Michael and Metatron, they'll show up. They'll talk to you. They'll sit down with you and explain the universe to you as you're ready to. Rocket, and the time is now because this 
thing that's going on with the sun for like two weeks now or more. Constant solar flares and the Schumann resonance, that graph, there are more and more white spikes and the frequencies and the ascension symptoms and it's a royal ride to heaven. And at the same time, we're watching the unraveling of the 13,000 years of empire and um, all of the things that have happened this week, the, I could say, unnerving testimony of uh, this young goddess that stood up in the face of um, the fascists to speak truth to power. Cassidy Hutchinson is her name. Yes. And she was, I think, somebody said 25 and then the next person said 26. So maybe she just had a birthday here, but 25, 26 years old. And she she responded to questions for three solid hours. And I'm just going to say, wow, (laughs) it was an example of the heart of democracy in action coming from her. Yes. It's like what Amy Goodman says, democracy is a messy business, yet it can be achieved. They did it in Greece, and I remember some of that stuff. And um, the difference is that we've got three hundred and thirty some billion million people here. Yeah. And back then there was, I think they had a couple of hundred. <laughs> yeah. Maybe uh, after a while there was a couple of thousand, but I'm just saying no matter what um, democracy is here to stay, right here to stay. Yes. And what I could say about the current state of affairs, the astrology since the new moon and cancer, we're still feeling those effects and the aspects of what's going on and one of the Sabian symbols has you know stuck in my head a group of rabbits dressed as humans are playing stories out this is kind of what's happening right now with the energies where all the kingdoms all the queendoms are coming out all the masks are coming off and we're getting to see the lay of the stories and it's it's a challenge to send more love in the face of what's going on. I can say that the light, the singularity that is so very near of what's going to happen with our sun, which is going to affect the entire solar system, all the way to the Hunapku, the center of the Milky Way galaxy. 
supergalactic center and all the legions upon legions of Lord Michael's folks are here with so many others and right now it's being played out right here as we can send more love to the situations that are quite intense. I heard today on BBC News, the market today, whatever this means in some sort of reality, had its worst day in over a year. And it has to do with the games that go on with the um, the currencies of the planet that are not being used in ethical means to help the planet or the people. And like you said, Randy, one of the first things you need to do is stop the oil. And if we were to start planting hemp and cannabis right now, I mean, they are, but it needs to be worldwide. I heard in Thailand, they have actually legalized cannabis where people are growing it and selling it and making different kinds of food products about it. And at the same time, that king over there in the military is another story. Yet. Which king? The king of Thailand. I mean, I'm just saying, and I heard this on BBC News three times this week. Cannabis is completely legal now in Thailand. That is crazy. Uh, And I mean, I went there, Kathmandu, Nepal, Bangkok, back in the 60s, 70s. Captain Randy spent 20 years there. Yeah. And I mean, you could do what you did in certain places as long as, you know, people didn't see you. Yeah, and things were way different. Yeah. That's more than 20 years ago. That's 40 years ago, dear. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I can say right at this time that all the messages are saying we are the ones we have the abilities and in surreptitious ways i don't know the words to describe it but so many different ways over the eons and years we have been learning our jedi training to get to this point at this time and like what many teachers and masters are saying are siddhas. I call them the the Jedi abilities, powers. Um, They are coming fully into play. And this is affecting this reality. And we can physically change space, time, and matter. And it's how we use our thoughts, our emotions, and the energies light, color, sound. Um, Dr. Greer, I got this, I don't know how I actually found it, but it was this three or four minute video of Dr. Greer filming this light being showing up 
in Boca Grande, Florida, as they were setting up to do their CE5 contact in April of this year. And this light being showed up on the beach. And I can send this to all of you, but it is another sign that I am getting hit upside the head. Captain Astar is here. Lord Michael is here. Invite them in. They like tea. Pass the talking stick to my beloved here. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> well, I'm giving a little bit of the hard news from today. Um, yes, it's not so pretty because it is what it is. And, um, well, Cassidy, she performed so well in terms of revealing things. And um, I just remember a long while ago, some years ago, uh, <laughs> um, I just, uh, a, a lady master of ours here, she showed up to Mr. Drump with her red dress on. Lady Master Omita did. And uh can't remember what she said. Maybe you do. Do you remember what you said to this character? Am I talking about a dream? No. Yes, it's the dream you had. She didn't actually meet him. It was a dream. Oh. Yeah, I dreamt about him three times, but the third dream, the third dream, I was at a party and I was dressed in this emerald green gown. And I remember in the dream, I'm going, "What am I doing this emerald green gown?" It was a, it was a, it was an official affair, and Trump was going around the room, and he came to me and he shook my hands and he looked at me and he says, "Interesting eyes." That was it. But I had two dreams. Prior to that, about him, him being on a him being on a dais, you know, flying flat, and I remember walking in, going down to see was he dead, and I woke up, went back to sleep, dreamt the same dream again, except the group was different. I came out the back door, went in the front door, out the back door. He was dead on the platform. I figured there were two flat. I interpret that as two platforms where. Um, he failed in. And when I came out the back door, everybody was cheering. I still don't know what any of the dreams mean. And the third one was meeting him at this official party and him coming up to me and telling me I had interesting eyes. So you said it was an emerald green dress. I remember distinctly that back then you said you had a red dress on. No, I have a red dress all the time when I'm going to dance with Randy. <laughs> oh <laughs> and... yeah Randy and I were kidding about a red dress for a long time right Randy that's right yeah but no I never met Trump I mean if I met Trump in a red dress he would just disintegrate in front of me I think the green dress was a symbol of healing yeah 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 so I, I often dream of presidents. They, they come for some reason or other, and I don't know what his reason was, and he probably doesn't either. 
doesn't know. No. So that's my that's that's what that was about, Tara. Okay, thank you, Omina. Oh my goodness. And stand by because I'm just gonna describe something that um because uh Cassidy described she had an experience with him because she was right down the hall took only five to set 10 seconds for her to walk from her office door to the oval office and uh she was the top aide to the mark chief, meadows mark meadows the chief of staff yeah and so she spoke a lot with mark and others that would come and talk in Mark's office. And you might say quite a bit of administrative characters. And um, they talked about Drunk, too. And she heard from Mark and somebody else, I can't remember right now, but um, they were uh, talking about the 6th of January in 2021 and uh, uh, Donald uh, he went to the what's that called that place from uh, the elite uh, the ellipse the ellipse and I think it's in behind the White House and that's the area where people can come and people did come there they had these uh, checkpoints, though, where people had to be checked to make sure they weren't carrying any arms. And uh, anyway, uh, Donald had planned and with all kinds of proud boys and three percenters and what's the other group called? The Oath Keepers. The Oath Keepers, yeah that they would come armed. I'm talking about AR-15s and blocks and war weapons, all kinds of war weapons. And there were a bunch of those people. The kind of stuff they they're using right now, courtesy of Joe Biden in Ukraine. And it's not a pretty picture. Of yeah. What, that's what very, very criminal. And by Joe- supplying them with so much, Joe Biden created the war in 2014 that's not stopped. And they're reporting it's like 15,000 or more that have been killed. Yet that's the sliver of what really, how many people are really not hearing more from that time period. And so this is, this is the, the signature day that we're talking about here where, um, the question is, um, are we going to preserve democracy uh, and bring it to its highest form on the planet through the United States? And I want to say of Altia America, that means the United States of the new America. And what that's got to refer to is from the... Uh, thesis that St. Germain wrote as Sir Francis Bacon 400 years ago 
where he wrote about this place 400 years ago and that it would be tested and that he he indicated that with the use of the violet flame and the invocations to St. Germain that democracy would prevail on earth through us and that the galactics would intervene as needed but they would always choose to intervene through us in every case except when and this has to do with uh, the prime directive it says non-intervention in a civilization's development unless in case of nuclear and or psychic holocaust and that that uh, prime directive was issued in 1945 after the war by ashtar on the ground right Rama? yeah okay so anybody that's feeling connected with that story connected with Ashtar and the Ashtar command every second and fourth Tuesday we have uh, a meeting with the Ashtar legacy people um, uh, and and somebody comes and shares some wise teachings Caroline's collective has come there and shared some teachings and um, we have this wonderful being named Eli and he can bring through mother segment very wonderful being and uh, and others I am I, just saying this has been going on how long at least 20 years that's wonderful and these 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 shows have been going on going on 13 years now with BBS radio Yet before BBS radio, we were doing conference calls and uh, working. We started with Jennifer Lee in 1999. And before that, we had Dove of Oneness. And Dove of Oneness was um, putting out emails. And she started to do that way back in 1993. 1993. And our sisters passed over now. And another sister was there when she passed over. Uh, and okay, so before that in 1991, somebody that Rama talks to all the time called the King of Swords who Rama met in 1980. And in 1980, we had that election and we elected Ronald Reagan. And before that, in 1979, Barack Obama, born in 19... 61 was 18 and he Barack Obama went 
to Mars. And he walked on Mars and came back. And he went through, what's that device he went through? The jump chair. Tell everybody what that is. Uh, the jump chair is at the Montauk Island place in New York off of Long Island. And it's, if you've ever seen the movie Contact with Jodie Foster, that is a good example of the jump chair, but you got to have your consciousness in the right way, you know, how to go through space and time. Otherwise, shit happens and grace happens too, and it's not exactly all that cool. And many people have died using the jump chair through the Montauk experiments and the movie, Philadelphia Experiment. That's a whole nother rant. And uh, Mr. Kesh has a jump chair. Yeah. That's another name for For the vehicle. Huh? For the egg. For the egg. (laughs) Okay. And 80 people successfully traveled to other star systems. Well, I'm not sure they went to other planets. They went to... I know Jupiter. that they went to Jupiter, they went to Mars. And I think that, uh, Randy, you could say where else they went. Are you there? I'm still here. I haven't, like, I haven't caught up to the last one, so I don't know. But basically, Jupiter, yes. Why? And you have to realize something, that everything is, uh, what Mr. Kesh himself does is when a person does that, He's in contact with that other person's soul, and the and nothing. The souls don't allow the other souls to leave unless they know how to come back. You have to know how to come back. Yeah. Before you go, you have to know how to come back because you want to bring all of your pieces with you. (laughs) Yep. Unlike the Philadelphia experiment, where they did the first few tests. And that's why Tesla quit, because he knew it wouldn't work properly. And to let everybody know, if you're going to watch the movie, you have to find the movie done in 1984. That's the only one that's kind of the truth. They've Hollywooded, they've changed a lot of things, but the last conversation I had with Al Bielik before he passed away was, what he says, 1984, that's the movie that triggered me and helped bring my memories back. Yeah. To realize that, like we are been discussing, we have everything we need in our RNA. And the RNA communicates with the DNA to bring it back into the physicality. Mm-hmm. We need the RNA DNA sequences of it doesn't matter how many strands it is, because we're multidimensional beings. And only you and your soul can unlock those things. No one else can do it for you because you're the one that put the codes on there to lock it up, like your passwords for your email. You put them there. You know the languages. You know the things. But if you find someone else of your same soul group, it'd be interesting for Mina to take a look at that. What happens when all these different souls of the same soul group get together and try to unlock all the features. Will that happen as a group? 
if everyone's in the same space, Amina, can you answer that? I'm listening now. Repeat the question so I can hear with my universal mind. What I'm asking about yeah. is we all have our own codes to unlock our abilities. Right. So what if we have four people that are of the same soul family in the room at the same time, and one person starts to unlock their things? Will that energy help assist the other ones to do the same? Absolutely. That's if everybody's on the same conscious level. And and and, and let's say you have four artisan souls, or four scholar souls, let's say, in the one room, Okay. And they're all at the same developmental stage. So let's say we have four mature or wise scholar souls in the one room. They're going to be there for a specific purpose. And it could very well be, because the intention would be everything. There might be one of them that, that hasn't unlocked their code for their gifts. So they're going to help each other unlock them. Because energy like energy connects and it unlocks. It's like, I'm sure, I'm sure most of you have experienced sitting and meeting and talking with somebody. It's a very, it's very intellectually stimulating when you meet someone that thinks on the same level as you. It's very much the same on the soul level. When you connect with somebody who's on the soul level with you, it's like dynamite. It's like dynamite. That's the only way I can describe it. It's you automatically open each other up with your energy. It's like automatic. Does that answer your question? Yes, it does. Thank you. Yeah. It'd be wonderful. We should have a a union of souls to do that. Can you imagine? I think this is what everyone's talking about, about the solar flash and all sorts of different things. It is an awareness. Yes. And the thing I noticed today when I was out is a lot more people are smiling. Yes. They're a lot more happy. They're a lot more joyous. Yes. Even if they're still at work. I, I experienced that today when I was out. So it was just amazing. The energies are working. Yes. They are working. It's turning. It's coming. It is. Yes. It is. And it, it has okay. to be done at the rate that the people can handle it. And that's why the earth is doing what it's doing at a rate. And the same with the universe. It's only giving us what we can handle. And the thing is, if I may. Go ahead. Is when this energy is going on, please, everybody that's listening, just be aware and don't miss the opportunity. Don't let fear stop you. Just go with it. Because it's all, it's good energy. It's coming for the higher good. It's not going to hurt you. It's just going to open up so much. That's all I have to say. That's the photography. Thank you. Yes, it's the flow of energy. When you look at any form of disharmony or disease in the body, it can all be traced back to the lack of flow of energy. The energy must flow. And this is why so many disharmonies happen in the body because we hang on to something that we should have let go of. But again, is it a soul teaching? I met a chap once. He knew he was only on this planet for a short time. He knew that. He He said, I'm here to teach about death. 
I'm here to come here for a short time. I'm here to teach my parents about the dignity of dying. It blew me away. Guy's 20 years old, and he's talking about stuff that we're talking about now. And he said, and that's my mission. So I know I can talk to you, but because you're an open person. And he said, I teach this to every person I know and I interact with. And I'll tell you the story. Young, bright man got into an accident, become a quadriplegic. And in an instant, his life changed, and he had to change everything he did. But he took it. And I said, how do you deal with this? He said, you do. You have to realize that this is, I did this to myself. I did this. No one else. I did this. So I have to honor myself and forge ahead no matter what. Okay, Amina, pass the talking stick back to you. You wanted to say something? Yes, I did. I want, because we're talking about energy. Can I share a real life story that just happened in the last couple of days? Absolutely. This is a round table. Okay. And you're buying the next round of drinks. I will, most certainly. I I have a problem with my lower back, which has to do with, they told me, severe scoliosis. So I was having some pain, did a lot of physical therapy, did all my exercises, definitely helped all of that. 99, 95% of the pain, I would say, went away. But anyway, I was lying the other day doing a meditation. And lo and behold, what did they show me? I contribute this to my master's and Andrew especially. They showed me the way I was lying in the bed. I thought I was lying straight, but they showed me what my spine looked like. And I was shocked. I was absolutely amazed and shocked. And then Andrew says to me, we're going to straighten it out for you. I said, go right ahead. And they have straightened it out. I would say probably uh, the lower part has probably straightened out about 90%. And they're still working on the other percent. And it's just amazing. I mean, it's the experience for me is totally real. And then they're going to work on the upper part. It's like they're giving me this childhood spine back you might say i have an awful lot of energy and i think i'm never doing enough and i'm still running around faster than everybody else and i think i'm going slow so i have to slow down a little bit to integrate all this healing that they're doing and it's it's like again i'm going to say i'm just going to use that as an example of not having any fear of the energy and just allowing it and being open to receiving it. And that's my story on the energy. And I'm so grateful because it's already improved. I can't explain it to you. It's like, I definitely would be putting on my red dress and doing all my dancing again. <laughs> Pass the talking stick. <laughs> that is amazing. I, I totally, totally. Did you ask Master Physician Andrew why now? Surely you could have done this at some other time, but are the energies right for it now? I mean, what's your... Well, they're getting get me... <laughs> I'll tell you what the answer is if you want to hear it. 
they're getting me ready for my real mission. They just haven't told me yet what my real mission is. Okay. Yeah. That I need to be in top physical shape for the real mission. Because apparently, I'm going to be very, very busy. <laughs> Wonderful. And I said, that's fine, but you better give me an awful lot of help. Because I can't do it all by myself. And of course, what have they been doing all along? They've been just, well, you've just become one of them. And that's what, that's the whole point. We think we're separate, but we're not. We talk about the oneness. I feel the oneness. Randy was talking about the animals, which I love. Watch them, learn from them. They're amazing. They're just amazing. Birds are the first architects of the, of the earth. Look at how they build their nests. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's my story on the energy. And I, and I know, I know it's available to everybody. If you think you're not good enough to receive it, get that out of your system. We are all good enough. That's the talking speech. Well, I'm wondering if um, Rama's uh, energy update is finished. And then I'm also wondering, are we going to hear his latest news update? So I think we got a little sidetracked. Yes. um, Rama and I, we agreed to tell the latest first and then read the rest from the week so that we can. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, so um, just to finish a little bit of the tidbits of the latest first before we read that report from from the Faction 3 White Knights. Um, Dr. Stephen Greer, between 9 and midnight on Saturday in your time zone, he's encouraging people to uh, go out by yourself with a group of friends uh, and, 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 and uh, participate in reaching out uh, to the world uh, in universal peace. And I think that's a mission we could all participate in. It will be, we'll be on the what show. What night is this again? What night is this again this Saturday night? This Saturday night between nine o'clock and midnight, your time, wherever you are. Okay. And um, uh, it's also to join together in groups around the globe to make contact with the galactics. And as we do that, he's saying they will show up. And he says thousands around the globe have already formed contact groups. And now is the time to magnify global coherence by all of us coming together in higher consciousness in a way that can move the world and humanity onto the path of universal peace. Get together with your existing group or form a group or do, do it on your own and plan to go out anytime between 9 p.m. and midnight on your time zone this Saturday 
We are not picking a specific time as folks may need flexibility. Uh, imagine each individual or group as a light shining from earth into the cosmos all on the same day around the globe. The earth will be glowing. In other words, he's guaranteeing that. And that's the truth as I see it too. So that's going to be a worthy cause. And I, I am so glad that's existing. In the meantime, the Supreme Court, as we've said before, is, uh, and it was elucidated upon, it's an organized crime group. That's what it is. And uh, again, this is, uh, we talked about this last week. This has to do with the Vatican. The Supreme Court is representing the Vatican in this country or this place and uh what the vatican is up to is um preventing democracy actually killing it that you want to say more about that Ronnie? um the vatican represents the old Kali Yuga timeline that is disappearing at this particular moment as we are already in Sat Yuga and the Kali Yuga is finished yet there are still bits of remnants of it left kind of hanging about and um I can just say that the Vatican does not teach the words of Yeshua and Magdalene, and I passed the talking stick. Okay. And Rama had a little talk with Lady Master Nada today. Rosa. Oh, I'm sorry. Rosa. Okay, but, okay, then Rosa... Uh, she sent Rama a picture of what Palestine looks like right now. And she wrote on the picture, she said, what, what's the difference between Hiroshima and Gaza? And, and you look at the picture and you can't tell. Yeah, it, it's just, you know, um, that sense of looking at a um, sort of dystopian future, to put it nicely, like a scene from Mad Max Thunderdome or uh, other (laughs) not-so-nice movies. Uh, And um, we're not going down that path, yet that is what's going on in our present reality, courtesy of this U.S. empire and Israel, and it's been going on since 1949. And Rosa just sent me this picture, and at the same time just saying that, you know, the ships are landing, they are helping the people here, yet Israel is... um, 
along with the U.S. Empire, are the ones creating the devastation. And it's not just in Palestine, it's in Aleppo, Syria, all the other places where we, um, in the name of so-called democracy, have done things without the rule of Congress actually declaring war. We just send in the goons with the guns, to put it simply. And what are we doing in Ukraine? Ukraine, you know, Russia is not the enemy. The U.S. empire is. It is along with the deeper convoluted story about the Khazarian Mafia, the Italian Mafia, the Jewish Mafia, the American Mafia that we're looking at right now, the cadre of criminals that tried to pull off an insurrection on January 6th. And um, Bill Gates is in the middle of that story, too. Along with, you know... Yeah, Bill Gates has been dead for a long time. That's a hologram. Yeah. Same thing with many members of Congress. Bush Jr.'s a hologram. Trump's a hologram. Biden's a hologram. Uh, I mean, many members of the Congress are holograms. So what's going on is that they've been behind the scenes, you know, keeping facsimiles of what you think you're looking at. And we're calling it holograms. Yet the movement behind the scenes that's called love and ascension and uh, transformation, transfiguration, all of these things are happening. And many, many, many more people than ever before have woken up. And that group, is helping many, many more than that. And it's going exponential, you might say. And that's why the message that we have for tonight. Let me just read that one and then Rama will read the rest. And so this is um, for the 30th today. I received a text message from Rosa from Palestine at 12.10 p.m. early this afternoon. She said to me, Lord Rama, Gaza looks like Hiroshima or Nagasaki or Aleppo, Syria. And this is a result of U.S. foreign policy and Israeli foreign policy committing acts of international war crimes and crimes against humanity. And then there's a little note, and it says, um, uh, Israel has been the 51st state of the Union since 1949. And this whole scenario of foreign policy, both U.S. and Israeli, has been going on since 1949. Words like genocide, ecocide, ethnic cleansing, 
cannot even begin to describe this this situation on a global scale. Lady Master Nana behind the scenes is working to bring Israel and the United States into the International Criminal Court as well as the into the International Court of Justice. That's the ICC and the ICJ to answer for committing these horrendous crimes against humanity. Meanwhile, there are many craft being seen at this time all over our planet. As we do the meditations, Dr. Greer teaches us, we will have visitations and these folks in their craft will show up in our view, in the sky, so we can actually see them and experience them and their energies. See you in the light of the most radiant one. Sat Nam. Namaste. Blaze the violet fire. And then there's a little note here. It says the captain and the admiral both like Earl Grey tea hot. <laughs> and I pass the talking stick to you. Okay, this is Friday. <clears throat> last last Friday. Last Friday, uh, June twenty-fourth. I received a call from Lady Nada at eleven twenty AM this morning today. She said to me, Lord Rama, I am here in Dharmasala meeting with some dignitaries from Bhutan concerning galactic visitations. Regarding the U.S. today, the Kangaroo Court, known as the Supreme Court, in a 5-4 to four decision overturned Roe v. Wade. This is a big, big deal. These false religions and fascist governments have crossed the line with the Great Mother Goddess. She who was here before the gods were here comes now. Expect us. You do not ignore us. The goddess is the primordial primordial creatress. These monster male mortals, by their own choosing, have crossed their own mother. The goddess is no the goddess is no longer sitting at the back of the bus. She is driving the bus, and the bus is going to Dracos. 13,000 years of patriarchy no longer stands. Make peace with your God while you still can. I will see you, Lord Rama, at the Solar Tribunal on Saturn this Sunday. See you in the light of the most radiant one. All we are saying is give peace a chance. Nam Namaste, blaze of violet fire. This is Saturday. I received a text message from Mr. X at 12.40 p.m. this afternoon. He said to me, Lord Rama, I am in Afghanistan at the quake site helping with rescue up operations alongside Finn Del Nor, the poppy lady of the Galactics, and a team of first responders on the ground. 
Mr. X continued, Lord Rama, you remember what mother said last night. I am here to collect my wayward children. Let us all send the violet flame and blaze the violet fire. Let us have love and compassion for all these life forms. We have no idea what soul contracts they may have made. See you in the light of the most radiant one. Sat nam nam stay place divided. Um, Monday, uh, 27th, I received a text message from Natasha at 12.20 this afternoon. She said to me, Lord Rama, on the news, apparently Russia has sent a missile into a shopping center in Kiev, and the news reported that 10 people were killed and at least 50 more were injured. And we heard on RT that Russia didn't do it. It is Ukraine once again. And this is the kind of the crux of the matter because the West and the media over here are not telling what RT is talking about over there on the ground in Russia. And it's a challenge to get the um, issues in the right kind of context because it's complicated, so to speak. Well, in plain English, the, uh, the oligarchs will tell the media what to tell the people, and yeah. that's not necessarily what's going on. That's what they want the people to hear. Yes. Natasha was saying in this news or is this news or is this a cover story by the West for what Zelensky actually did again to his own people? I will look further into the story and get back to you, Lord Rama. Please place all of this in the circle of support and place the violet fire. We live in such unprecedented times. It is for our highest good to have love and compassion for these ones who know not what they do. See you in the light of the most radiant one. Satnam Namaste. And this is Tuesday. Um, I received a text message from Tom the Ringtail Cat and Sweet Angelique the Cat. At 12.10 this afternoon, they said to me, Lord Rama, we are in New Delhi, India, and we are checking out the iron pillar of Delhi here. This pillar is over a thousand years old. It is sending out sound frequencies and vibrations that can be physically felt as we were in its presence. Tom and Sweet Angelique continue. We have heard reports from people in the area that portals are opening in the immediate vicinity. 
a group of intergalactic caretakers have been coming through these opening portals. They are dressed in long white Grecian robes. There are local news reports saying many people have seen, have been seeing these beings coming through simultaneously with bolts of lightning happening right in the same space where the beings emerged into physical visibility. They said to me, this pillar is part of the ancient Atlantean grid system. This is all over the planet. The pillar of Delhi is hooked up to the Giza Plateau and the temples in Tikal, Guatemala, and all the other sacred sites around the planet. If you go to the Keys of Enoch and look at the map in there, and it shows all the sacred sites of all these vortexes, this pillar in Delhi, India, is one of those portals, and with certain sound frequencies, color, and vibration, it is opening, and this also has to do with what the sun is putting out with the human resonance, magnetics, and this is quite a big deal. Nobody's really talking about this in the news. Um, also, um, meanwhile, in other news, Miss Ghislaine Maxwell was sentenced to 20 years in prison, and the judge said the case is now closed. At this point, Tom the cat, Ringtail Cat said to me, Lord Rama, this is not over, and it goes right into the DC Madam's Black Book. Place all of this in the circle of support. And blaze the violet fire. See you in the light of the most radiant one. Satnam Namaste. And that DC Madam Black book opens up the story about Congress and what is currently going on, where the lobbyists and the other multinational corporations. You know, with enough money, you could buy a senator or a congressman. And uh, I don't need to say any more. Blaze the violet fire. Send more love. I pass the talking stick. Back to you, Randy. <laughs> Thank you, Ram Montar, for that fantastic report. And the galactic beings are here. They're us, too. Except there's others that are coming here that just have simply more awareness of the universe and of what they can do. Like you said, Tom the cat held up his hand one time and some senator, I can't remember who it was, but the gun just melted and the person passed out. So this is what love, energy, and real understanding of the plasmatic energy of the earth and of yourself because we are universal beings. We just decided to come down to this little blue planet here with a bunch of water on it, a little bit of Earth. 
and help the planet out. We didn't have to come here. But we all chose, many souls chose to come here for this event, for this experience. And as we march along through the universe and through areas that our galaxy has never been through before, we are going into uncharted waters. When I talked to Al Bielik and I, we had this long discussion about Montauk and the chair and everything else, I said, okay, what's this stuff about the world ending in 2012? Because at that time, that was going all over the internet, the year 2000. He said, look, it. he said, nothing's going to end. It's just going to shift. But we couldn't get past 2012 because there was like a wall of energy that nobody could get through. Again, you had to have a pure heart in order to go through those systems. And as Rama said, many people died. Many. And only a few could go through there. But many lives have been destroyed for them using the person and their abilities and that chair. It's been disassembled. It doesn't work anymore. It's long gone. These are the things that the galactics are doing that we're not aware of. They're taking all these devices that these people are using and not for the betterment of the universe, and they're making them inoperative. They simply don't work anymore. Understand something. Everything is possible. And you can do anything you want to do if you put enough focus and intent to do it. You may not get it done exactly right the first time, but you must keep persevering. I read a story today about a woman who had twins. One baby, the doctor said, this baby's not right. He's going to have this, he's going to have that. And she said, no, I'll do my best to make sure he doesn't go what you think is going to happen. So she told her story about her lifelong thing, about helping this one child. She had three boys, two were twins. The one who just kind of lagged behind and everything else. But she never gave up. She knew this child would eventually come around and change his own life. And he did. It took till he was 11, 12, 13, 14, but things did change. But the mother's perseverance and her love knew that this child would make it. And this is the realize why we need the feminine power now. That's why the feminine power is rising. And anyone who's got cats knows that the female cats now are talking storms up all the time. They feel mother's energy, and they're all communicating, and they're trying to tell their humans, uh, guess what? Uh, their stuff is, it's like the old adage of the poo is going to hit the fan. Well, it's hit the fan, and the fan's blown apart, and it's falling over on its side, and no one can fix it, because it's time. The time is now. We hear this all the time. The time is now. 
Live in that moment of the now. And after you've meditated enough, you should learn also how to be in two different states at one time. This is one thing that I've learned from the Buddhist monks. And that was the walking meditation, where your eyes are open and you're walking in a circle with 50, 60, maybe 100, maybe 1,000, all depending where you were and how many people were there that day. You're walking in a circle. And you have to get into that meditative state, stand up, open your eyes, and stay in that state. Once you learn how to master that, that is the same state you're in when you dream and you're in your astral body, spirit body, what I don't call it, and you're out traveling the universe. Why not do that all the time? And this is what the elder monks try to teach. Some of us took years, 10 years. Some people take months. Some people take, some people don't get it, but that's okay. Because at least you're using your own energy, learning about your own energy, and learning what you can do. Riding a bike. Yeah, you fall down a few times, but eventually you get it. It's just like trying to watch a baby to walk. The baby knows how to walk inside. It's inside the system. It's in the genes, so to speak. But they just haven't learned the coordination yet from the body. They stand up, fall down, get up, keep on going, but they still persevere. We, as a human race, have to persevere. We have to change things ourselves. It's our home. We have the physicality to do it. We need the physical body to do certain changes. The galactics and our spirits and our guides and every other kingdom, they all provide the energy. We have to be open to that energy and let it flow through you. Just relax and let go. Treatment I had today, the lady we talked about, the keys of Enoch. And she said, you know, I said to her, I said, you know, it's not so much the words in the book. It's the energy and the symbols. She said, you better believe it. She says, I read the book. And she said, then I looked back and said, oh, my guides just told me, stare at the pictures for a while. You'll learn more. So here we are a year and a half later. She's gone through the book. She's looked at all this stuff. She said, it's amazing what's there. But you have to have the ability and the awareness of yourself to let that energy in. And she says, and I bring that energy in when I do my work. She's an energy worker. I've had two treatments. And you need to wait six weeks apart because it takes four or five days for your body to readjust. These are the things. When you find someone that you can feel relaxed enough to let go, and let them figure out certain little, little things that you may not be aware of, but they can, because they're seeing it from a different light. Like Omina, when she does her work, she's looking at whatever the person is, she's looking at it from a different way. She doesn't know them from Jack Adam. If she's only met them once, imagine you do have repeat customers, that's true. But the first time, you don't know. You're relying upon the energy of the person, and what their guides and your guides are telling you. That is universal cooperation. And that's what we need on this planet now. 
we have to learn the art of communication again from one human to another and not use a cell phone, computer, or anything else. We got to learn the act of communication through talking. I pass the talking stick for a minute. Communication. Go ahead. Interesting points. Um, and I'm wondering, you know, when you're talking about communication, do we even communicate within ourselves to ourselves properly? That's a $64 million question, isn't it? <laughs> can, can I add to that? Yeah, of course. You know, we talk about communicating to ourselves and we can look at that. Again, I'm back to the oneness because our past selves, our present selves, our future selves, we're all one. We're all the one self. Our experiences might be different. And that's what makes us grow on a soul level. That's what forces us to grow. If we embrace that, it's like it's like having the joy of our future self, enjoying the present self, and being grateful for the past self. And imagine doing that all. It's it, it's really like the mindful meditation that Randy was talking about. You can walk around with your eyes wide open and inviting your past self, your future self, and your present self all together to go for a walk. And you'll hear a different conversation going on in your head. Why do you think sometimes people feels familiar to us? Things feel familiar to us. That's our past self. Our present self would walk around saying, oh, I've been here before. It's really all almost the same thought. And our future self is like, I'll be still here in the future. Wherever here is, it doesn't matter. I don't know, that helps Caroline to explain this. Yeah, I was, and I, you know, this, these are good points. But I was thinking also about how for a lot of people, their sole internal dialogue is one of impatience with the world, a feeling of lack, and ongoing self-criticism. Yes. And my answer to that is I work with people. I try to get them to separate their ego demands from their soul's ego. I try, you know, I explain to them, this is the soul ego, this is what it does. This is what the personality ego, and this is what it does. When you're in the personality ego and it's beating you up, you need to take a step back and go into the soul ego and observe what the personality ego is doing. It's doing two things at the same time because it, you, it's, it's, it's possible to do. I was going to say it's easy to do because for some of it is, some of it, it is. But you have to start at, okay, seriously, anyone, and there's more people out there that beat themselves up merciless. I should be over this. I shouldn't be doing this. I shouldn't, I shouldn't, I shouldn't, I shouldn't. Well, give the the shoulds and the oughts. That's the parent in your head. That's the judge. Give them another job. 
have them go play basketball or whatever they want to do. Whatever. Let them go to let them go to the Hall of Justice and let them do all the judging there. While you're recovering from all the shoulds. Oh. And all the odds. And all the things you're supposed to be. That's your that's your ego beating you up and demanding. And it's not giving any time to the soul, to the soul's ego. The soul's ego is encouragement, gratitude, and observation. If you're not doing that to yourself and to others, you're you're a slave to the personality ego, which is envy, gratification, and obsession. And oftentimes we obsess about, I should be better. I should have more done. I should be doing this. I should be doing, we obsess about stuff like that. Walk out of the house is a mess. Walk out of it. Go out to the garden. Go out to the trees. The house is always going to be a mess. You'll clean it up in another few more days. It's going to be a mess again. You can't bring the house with you. I'm exaggerating to a degree, but do you understand what I'm saying, Caroline? That yes, indeed. I yes. do. I used to I work. Do. When I worked with people living with HIV and AIDS and addiction, and of course, when they were in recovery and they're, they're worse on themselves, so I would just tell them, look, every morning when you get up, I want you to get, put a bucket beside you, an imaginary one, and I want you to get a whip and whip yourself for five minutes every morning. Then put it in the bucket and get on with your day and no more putting yourself down, no more beating yourself up. You've already done it for the day. It worked. <laughs> Do you mean a metaphoric whipping? Yes, yes. <laughs> Self-flagellating, self is that what they call it? Yeah. Well, because they're always beating themselves up. So if you want to beat yourself up, I'm not saying you can't do it. I'm saying do it, just do it once a day. Well, how do we evolve past the point where we feel we need to do that, even the five minutes? It's about, in my world, it's about, for me, I'll speak for me. Totally accepting all of who I am. My experience, good, bad, different, warts, whatever they are, whatever happened to me, happened to me. Because I'll go back to nothing can happen without your permission because we give permission on some level, which goes back to we're responsible for what happens to us. So it's accepting, even if it hurt what happened to us, it's accepting that it happened because the truth is we can do nothing about what happened. We can only change our attitude about what happened. It's about accepting it. When we don't accept it, it haunts us until we do. That's the, that's the bottom line. That's the truth. What we don't accept about ourselves and it has happened to us, it haunts us until we do. Because we cannot accept anybody else either if we don't accept everything about us. It's like, and, and clients taught me that because they had horrendous stories. Am I going to cringe and, and say, oh my God, I can't deal with you? No. Tell me how I can help you because you get to where it's an experience. It's a life experience. And then you go about healing that experience. You heal it by accepting it. It's amazing what happens when you accept it. It doesn't have the same power over you. 
Exactly. Exactly. What's interesting to me, if I could just break in quickly, what's interesting, what fascinates me is that, say, if I accept the abuse I took as a child or a teenager or a young woman or what have you, various situations, if I accept that without fighting with it anymore, okay, if I stop arguing with it and saying that shouldn't have happened, um, it's, it's a whole other whole game because I noticed that I am no longer unhappy with myself for writing that into my life chart or quote, allowing it to happen. I think deep down we have this feeling like I should have done something to stop it. Even if we were tiny children, when the thing happened, we kind of despise our own vulnerability. And when we come to accept that moment and say, yes, this happened and say to that part of our lives, I accept you. You're a part of me. Then the judgment stops. Absolutely. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. Yes. It, no, it really works. It really. And yeah. if we can't do it, imagine doing it. It's like fake it until you make it. Yes. And in that bucket, yes. you better put the could have, would have, and should have. Everything goes in that bucket. Yeah. I think yeah. I told you about the story one time when I first started working and I was covering for somebody in the mental health department and this young man comes in and he was a schizophrenic. Now I didn't know he was a schizophrenic. Okay. Um, they just gave him to me because he was in, he was in an emergency and he sits down in front of me and he tells me that he's on fire. So we're having a conversation. I'm going, God, you better hop in here and help me with something. What am I going to do? And then, I said to him, he's explained how he's burning up and he's on fire and the flames all around him. And I said, do you see that bucket there, the bucket of water beside you? And he goes, yeah. I said, pick it up, pour it on top of yourself. And he did. I said, how's that feel? He says, well, that's a lot better. (laughs) That still makes me chuckle today. Wow. (laughs) Because it was me to make that. I was meeting him exactly where he was, but I didn't know. I I didn't know then that I had all these great gifts that I could do stuff like that. Just play with it. And that's really the key. Play with it. It's like if part of you comes up along, my new, my new saying is if somebody comes along with judgments or whatever they're doing, even in my own head or whatever it is, I just say, then how is that working for you? You can say that to yourself. You can say it to anybody else. If they're, if they're, you know, people are great sometimes. If you're happy and you're running around and you're smiling and you're just a happy person, sometimes people can't take that. So they have to come in with something that's going to go zing. And I just look at them and go, because every once in a while I have someone that does that. And I just go, how's that working for you? Cuts it all off. Stop the dead right there in his track. I'm not going to argue with you. I'm not going to fight with you. I'm just going to say, how's the work for you? Because it's not working for him right there and then when I stop it. But it's a great way. It's a nice way to stop it. And you can what, say that to your to yourself that's beating you up. Yes, absolutely. Now, what do you do with those people who stubbornly argue for their limitations? <laughs> they say, oh, well, I'm in a terrible situation but I can't get out of it because da, 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 da. And they name you five reasons why they can't get out of it. Well, my question would be, how'd you get into it? 
Oh, it... we've, we've got a caller. Oh, Randy, we we've got a caller. Yeah. Sonia on line two. Okay, put her on, TJ. Yeah. Hello? Hi, Sonia. Hi, can you hear me well? Because I'm, yes. I'm not home and I'm listening and I am just fascinated with everything that is being said tonight. <laughs> and I've had several, okay. several thoughts here, several thoughts here. Um, um, in, in working with the ego mind, my, my experiences and the work that I do, it's all stuck in the first three chakras. The first three chakras with the blockages, the, the first chakra, which is the root chakra, the main blockage that we have there is fear. And this is all pretty much programmed, right? Fear. The second chakra is guilt. The third chakra is game. And uh, I'm sorry, shame. And in shame, oh, you have with unworthiness, um, lack of self-esteem. That's where your center of personal power is, right? So clearing energetically helps the client help so much more to consciously take the step to say, okay, I can do this. I can throw it in the bucket. I can do this because other than that, it's just, it's overwhelming because people are so, so um, damaged. I mean, it, it's just, they have no idea who they really are. Uh, and when you clear the first three chakras, you give much more room to activate the higher heart. And the higher heart is the new chakra that has been activating. They say it's a newly activated chakra, but it's, you know how it is in this evolution, energetic evolution that has to be done gradually, otherwise we would implode, right? And, and that third yes. chakra, which is pretty much the center of that upper threefold flame. You know, the, the left is the divine feminine, the right is the divine masculine, rose, uh, pink rose, and the sapphire blue on the right, divine will, divine power, divine courage, and the upper is the uh, golden yellow, which is divine wisdom, divine wisdom, illumination, enlightenment, infinite Christ consciousness. But that's where the wisdom resides. And that's why we have to fully, fully activate that high heart, which is what's taking us into the fifth dimension. Because knowledge by itself can be held in the lower chakras. But knowledge without wisdom is really not full, right? And you can't have higher discernment if you don't have wisdom. And if you can't discern, you can't, you're not going to make the best choices for yourself. And we end up making, getting in that and the hamster wheel back and forth, back and forth with the same, with the same, with the same issue over and over. So that, that's, that was my take on, and that's what I've seen that once they don't even know, I mean, you're working energetically and it's the chakras, listen to music, listen to, uh, you know, uh, frequencies that will clear the first three chakras, anything that will help you clear. And it will help you do the, um, the, uh, what do you call it? The conscious clearing and releasing. Because it's very difficult. It's very difficult. Yeah, you know, you can say, I feel good and all that. But deep inside, you know, you don't. Because there is mud underneath. You have to clear all that. All that rushing programming from the subconscious mind and the old programming. And uh, and bring out the wisdom. And crystals help much for that too. New might and uh, 
Oh, my other favorite, crystal numite and uh, kyanite to help to plunge into the subconscious mind, into the depths of the subconscious mind to get to those issues and bring out insights. You know, what you want to do is you want to clear, but you want to bring out wisdom and intelligence and what to do. You have to learn the lesson. Otherwise, again, you're stuck in the wheel, right? It just you keep bringing it back. And then I'm going to jump for another subject here, just to think that I was thinking about when I was listening to the show. Yes, and the divine feminine and the plasma that's coming in and the magnetics that are coming in, but that's all feminine, and that's what we need now. And it's in the receiving, right? And the high heart and the uh, right brain hemisphere, that's another thing that I do in my work, you have to work on the on the head and the central nervous system, which is what will basically um, translate the signals that are coming in from the cosmos, right, and plasma and photonic energy, whatever, translate it electrically into your body so it can go throughout the central nervous system and it can do what needs to be done. So, yes, the, the feminine that's coming in is absolutely beautiful. And then I had a question for Randy when you were talking about the codes of the DNA. Um, we have, in the strands, we have the ACTG, right? And and I'm sure that in more advanced civilizations, you, you must have a lot <laughs> more letters than four letters, right? And in upgrading the DNA, that's where you, we are getting our, our upgrades. So... I, I, right now that I'm talking about all this, I forgot. What is it that you were saying, Randy, about the uh, the codes and the DNA? The RNA holds the codes. The DNA helps bring it into the physicality. But all the scientists talking about all these codes and all the genetics, they forget about the spiritual energy. And that's where the so that's where I feel that the keys are held. And when we're aware enough of our soul or a higher soul, whatever you want to call it, we find the keys. We simply turn the lock, unlock it, and away we go. With your awareness, exactly. With your awareness. But your yes. higher over, whatever, over soul, whatever you want to call it, will not allow you to misuse your own powers. That's right, what I but feel. The people, no, the average person is struggling to survive and working two jobs or concerned about this and that, and it's, it's, it's quite a challenge. It's a challenge that we're all going through, and that's the eye of the needle that we have to go through. No matter what's happening, you can do it. We can do it. We can do it with a different frame mind, and uh, we're all there, and we're passing the test. Just be in your heart. Just be in your heart. and. And learn your lessons and practice, practice, and persevere. Absolutely. Persevering is imperative. If there's no perseverance, there can be no advancement. So I think that's about what I can think about sharing right now. Thank you. Thank you, you Sonia. Yeah. Thank, thank you, you, Sonia. Thank you. Thank you very much, Sonia. Okay, are we going to wrap the show up, or are we going to continue on here? Well, we can wrap up if DJ isn't too busy to spin our outro music. Okay. <laughs> get busy. Randy, I'm answering your hour. question. Yes, okay. you had a question for Omina. Don't, so don't hang up. No, I'm not going to hang up. Um, 
Um, Rama has something, it's five minutes that he would like to play from Dr. Greer. Is that sure, fine? not a problem. We can keep going, TJ said. Have the okay. song ready whenever. So, Rama, go ahead. Okay, just just three, actually, three minutes, 36 seconds. Tell them what it's about, Rama. This is Dr. Greer describing this light being that showed up in Boca Grande, Florida in April. When there was a whole group of people were intentionally out there looking in the sky, right? For a UFO or something. Instead, this happened. Here we go. And yeah, you can stop it when you see that being and describe it, Rama. It was a beautiful night. Now, this we're going to hold this one for a minute. This, um, this is when I was referring to the being that looks like a light being. It looks like there's a halo, right? That's a toroid. Everybody know what a toroid is like a donut shaped energy field. And so, and this is, I think, a lot of times in ancient times, I think the whole concept of a halo was actually the perception of a trans dimensional extraterrestrial being that was when it's teleported in has this sort of toroid like a donut energy field that is its teleportation system and holds it so this is a being this one was in on the beach in front of me at boca grande florida on the gulf coast so we're walking out to set up this is why i'm telling you heads up tomorrow night setting up So we're going out there to set up, you know, we have all our junk and we're schlepping through the sand to set up this thing. And here's this beam appears, not so big, very small, but just shimmering in front of us on the beach. So someone takes a photo. I say, stop and take a photo here. So the guy did. This is who was there. Very crystalline. If you zoom in, let's see if it zooms in. Let it roll a minute. You can actually see where the kind of eyes are a little brighter. There we go. Beautiful. So let's freeze that. And that you can see is very crystalline almost and abstract because these civilizations can go from pure consciousness to a tone to like a celestial being light into this dimension to 3D. This one was like almost uh, in a at that point between light being uh, in the astral and light in this dimension, but which is why it has this you know amazing quality. Now, the, the other stuff on in the background that's just the sand on the beach. Okay, it's not up in the sky; it's right there. But this was, this being was waiting for us as we walked out the setup. They knew we were coming. So that's really important. When you're at home doing this, you can tell the ETs on XYZ date on Saturday night. We're going to go out with a group of friends and people doing this together at 9 p.m. And welcome. Come if you can. You can do that a week in advance. Right? And let them know. And that means, however, heads up when you're when you're headed out. It's not like you just have to kind of like an automaton do the protocol. You know, from the time you go out, you want to have this sense of, I'm going to look and see 
because we've invited these civilizations and they could be there waiting for you. I can't tell you how many hundreds and hundreds of times we've done that, where we're setting up and in the afternoon we've done the meditation, showing them where we're going to go and we get there and there they are already. The craft is there or beans there. There's just something to keep in mind. Next. Pass the talkie stick back to you, Randy. Thank you, Rama. Okay, TJ, you can put the music on whenever you're ready. And good night, and thank you to all our listeners. Good night, everyone. Night. See you all good next night, week. Good night, everyone.